This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita. Because your smelling sweet. This hour on the Rita Cosby Show, we'll, of course, be talking about the chaos on the border and these lawsuits flying. However, uh, don't you think it should be the Biden administration that is actually being sued? Because, boy, they are responsible for this border. But also, let's talk about some of the blame game and the finger pointing that is coming from Harvard. And we're talking specifically about now the former president, Claudine Gay. She does an op-ed in the New York Times, and there was no self-reflection. There was no accountability. In it, she seemed to have no idea that she did anything wrong. And in fact, she was blaming Congress, saying that it was a plot, a plan to kind of get her when she was on Capitol Hill. Uh, I have a a big uh, blaring sign for her. It wasn't a trick question, when Elise Stefanik went after her and said, you know, isn't uh, anti-Semitism and especially calls for the genocide of Jews, doesn't that violate school policy? Doesn't that go well beyond freedom of speech? Isn't that hate speech? And she act like, uh, 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 I mean, give me a break. That wasn't a trick question. It was, yeah, that's terrible and we don't accept it. And we should be doing a better job at condemning it and stopping some of these hate-filled protests that are taking place on my own campus. That was a very easy answer. But for some reason, even after everything that happened to her, she is still going around and essentially blaming everybody but herself. And Al Sharpton, in true form, is out there. And in fact, he was protesting outside of the location tied to Bill Ackman, who's the big hedge fund guy, who has been very critical of Harvard and some of these other schools and saying that they need to clamp down on some of these horrible anti-Semitic protests. And so now, as opposed to saying, well, uh, maybe Harvard should do better, Al Sharpton instead is doing his typical protesting now outside of locations tied to Bill Ackman, because obviously he must be racist because he's mad at Harvard for the way they handled it. And boy, did they handle it poorly. I mean, oh, you can't make it up. So we're going to get into all of that. Meantime, in the crazy comment section, you got to hear this one. Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, he was asked the other day about what are what is causing all these people to come here, right? Uh, that to cross the border illegally. First, he's like, well, what do you mean? Uh, what people, right? Well, how about about the 10 million that have crossed under your president? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, separate than that, he keeps going back to the fact that he is claiming 
it is climate change. That climate change is really partly responsible for why all these people are suddenly crossing the border. No, they are crossing the border because you put a big old neon sign that it's wide open. And yet he's blaming what, uh, you know, uh, temperature change. That's why they're coming across the border. I contend there has never been a single migrant that I've seen that's ever been interviewed, even if they're trying to make up something for why they're coming across, which a lot of them do. And a lot of them have these fake passports and fake New York IDs of late. There's been this rash of those that have been found. That's really scary. Uh, What are they doing, these people from these foreign countries with New York IDs? And then suddenly they're getting into the country. They barely speak a word of English, can't say much. They don't really have anything, but yet they have somehow they got this ID. Who's giving it to them? Who's paying them? There's so many questions. But Alejandro Mayorkas continues to say it's climate change. Even I haven't seen a single migrant who's crossed the border who said, I'm here because climate change really pushed me out of my country. Uh, They're not even that stupid. But yet Alejandro Mayorkas thinks we're stupid And listen to this exchange on CBS This Morning when he's asked about these efforts to potentially impeach him. And he is asked, in fact, during these questions, you know, what do you make of the fact that people are looking to get rid of you, that there will be hearings next week? And he says, God, I I can't imagine why. Listen to this. They're going to try to impeach you in the House They say you're doing this intentionally and that you're a liar. Your reaction? I don't have time um, for words uh, like that. We are focused here on solutions. I lead a department of 260,000 incredibly talented public servants, men and women who work at great sacrifice to secure the border, uh, combat human trafficking, protect our country from cybersecurity attacks, um, so much more. This is the work that we do to ensure the safety and security of the American public. I don't have time for politics. We're focused on solutions. I don't have time for politics. We're focused on solutions when he has done the worst job probably of any Homeland Security secretary in American history. I wish he would just say, yeah, I'm not doing anything. I'm knitting a sweater. I'd give him credit. At least he'd be honest. You know, Uh, I'm going to the fair tomorrow. I don't have time to go to the border. What border? You know, at least I go, okay, well, maybe he hasn't seen the border yet, you know, as opposed to I'm really working hard on that. I mean, that's that is like such a joke. That's like somebody says, I'm going to the bakery and the bakery says, you know, I'm sorry, you know, uh, I didn't have time to make any cakes today. And they see like 500 cakes in the background, you know, (laughs) you know, I would have at least said, well, at least, you know, We see them right there. They're sitting right there. It's just like the migrants. We see them crossing the border. It's so bad that now even like MSNBC and CNN and those other people are showing the images. I had CNN the other day was showing the images. NBC was showing the images. Of course, they're laying the blame on both sides, but at least they're showing the images because they're so blatant. And here's a little bit more of Mayorkas making excuses for what's going on in the border. You don't take as an administration or as the head of this department any blame for what we're seeing on the border currently. You don't think those numbers are extraordinary and that it's like the the ebb and flow. These numbers are historic. There's eight Rose Bowls full of illegal immigrants that came across the border just since October 1st, Mr. Secretary. Brett, the numbers are historic. 
are extraordinarily large. This is something that is not specific to the United States' southern border. Uh, this is something that we are seeing throughout the hemisphere and throughout the world. We have uh, increase in authoritarian regimes. We have more extreme weather events that are driving people from their homes. We have poverty and America having to be prosperous. All right. So there you heard it. Weather events around the world, i.e. climate change. So that's why somebody from Iraq or Iran Uh, they're worried about climate change, and that's why they're crossing the border. Single adult males, unprecedented numbers, maybe on the terrorist watch list, but don't worry about that. They're worried about climate change. That is such a bunch of hogwash. And listen to Governor Abbott of Texas uh, responding to these climate change farces. The only uh, change in climate uh, has been the climate of enforcing immigration laws. Once again, once again, Trump enforced the immigration laws that led to a record low number of people coming across the border. Uh, when Joe Biden came into office and when Mayorkas came into office, uh, they eliminated enforcement of immigration laws. That change in climate is what led to the all-time record-breaking number of people crossing the border illegally. I love that. That's the change that happened. The climate of the presidency change, not climate change. Maybe now we solved it. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Steve, line two. Steve, I know you want to talk about uh, the lawsuit by New York City against the charter bus companies. Go ahead. With your permission, two points. One about Claudine Gay first. Sure. With, With every statement she makes, every pronouncement, she's hammering another nail into the coffin of Harvard University's 400-year reputation. What a shame. I agree. Um, I agree. She's hurting it. Degradation. And on to, um, wow, what have we ever done in New York to have earned the right to such winners as two in a row, Mayor Doofus first and now Mayor Goofus? <laughs> um, well, you got, you got it. I'll tell you. You know, it's interesting. I think, this is my assessment, I think... Mayor Eric Adams and other uh, blue city mayors across this country thought it sounded good when they were campaigning to say, come one, come all. Um, And now we're hearing still from the Chicago and Boston mayor and others still come one, come all. Um, And and yet I think they thought maybe I don't know, maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but maybe they thought, well, maybe not all these people will come or somehow they won't end up in New York. We can say it. And maybe we'll have to take a few, uh, but maybe they had no clue as to the numbers, and now they don't know how to get out of it. Now they're in like this damned if you do, damned if you don't from a political standpoint. Uh, That's my assessment, Steve. May I make an observation? Yeah. Uh, Now that Joe Biden emasculated Eric Adams, he's going after low-hanging fruit. It's very easy to go after the bus companies because they're just in business. They don't set policy. He can't, what he's doing is trying to distract people like you distract a cat with a shiny object. If they do this, we're paying less attention to his failure as a mayor, his failure to deal with the better chess game of Governor Abbott, and so on. And I think the new motto should probably be, go after the buses or go bust for him. <laughs> yeah, I, there, there's some reason where he feels like he's got to look like he's doing something. 
Uh, it's obviously a political move because it is clearly not going to go anywhere. Um, Steve, great points and great to talk with you on, on both points there. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to Robert, line five. Uh, Robert, uh, what do you make about uh, buses or bust? No, go after the NGOs that are being hired by the federal government to transport these illegal aliens. Buses are loaded up on the Mexican side of the border where the media can't watch what's going on. They're also being flown into airports around the country from Mexico City where the buses meet them and take them into the cities. Yeah, you know what? You bring up a great point because there are a lot of these NGOs, like you talked about, uh, these, you know, non-governmental agencies, uh, but they come in and they certainly play a huge role and make a lot of money. I do think a lot of them have good intentions. And I say that to you, the ones that are, you know, the charitable ones, I think, think, oh, well, you know, they are trying to help or they're trying to do this. Um, and, you know, and trying to come one, come all. Some of them are church groups that feel like, you know, okay, we should be opening and welcoming without realizing uh, the incredible burden that they're putting on cities and organizations across this country. Uh, But you're right. There's a lot of people uh, to blame on this chain. That is for sure. 1-800-848-9222. We'll continue your calls, everybody. This is The Rita Cosby Show. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Rita Cosby Show. To the Rita Cosby Show. Well, I think Alejandro Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, uh, went through the same media training that Claudine Gay did when she testified. That's the Harvard president before Capitol Hill. Remember, it was on the protest. Uh, 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 uh. Well, listen to this one. This is Alejandro Mayorkas. He's on CBS this morning. And yeah, CBS uh, actually asked some pretty decent, tough questions of him. And he was like uh, doing word salad on it. Take a listen. You're talking to senators in the White House about a bill on that side of the chamber. The House has already passed something. So what I'm really asking you here is, would you change the law? Do you support changes to the law to reduce the flow? And I'll give you specifics that Republicans want on the table. They want the standard for allowing a person to come across the border in between ports of entry, illegally is the word for it, and wait here, they want that standard to be higher. Right now, it's just credible fear. They want it to be more likely than than not you'd be allowed to stay. I think you know the reality is most people who cross the border and claim asylum, the vast majority do not actually receive asylum. And then they're just here. So will you change the standard at the border as a matter of law? 
there are bipartisan negotiations ongoing now. Republican and Democratic senators are at the table to discuss how the broken immigration system should be fixed. I am privileged to be a part of those discussions and provide technical and operational advice to those senators who are focused on solutions. This is all about solutions, not making the problem worse by taking away the funding that our public servants rely on to do their work in the service of the American public. Did that make any sense to you? Uh, that's like, uh, I won't answer that because I have nothing to say because I have nothing to show for what I've been doing as Homeland Security Secretary. That's the translation. Let's go to Phil, line five. Phil, uh, that guy can't even answer a decent question. Well, I, I hope this gentleman doesn't stand next to uh, open windows in a high building. He might, he might be the recipient of a flower pot. <laughs> yeah, if you work for, uh, by the way, if you work for Putin... Um, you know, that could happen. That keeps happening to friends of Putin's, but go ahead. Well, that's right. You got it. You know, Rita, what's, what's shocking about this is out of this population of the illegals that are here now in America, some 7 million or more, who knows, you've got a lot of children, young, very young children, teenagers, and you've got women who are the victims of abduction and sex trafficking. Okay, that's the first point. The second point is you've got a lot of people here who do have ascertainable criminal records in their own country, yet they're, they're headed towards uh, asylum, uh, asylum hearings. They allow it. My point is, each and every person who enters this country who is not a citizen, who does not enter through the legal immigration process, should have a device attached to their ankle, like they do with people when they give them house arrest, they have this this bracelet. Yeah, ankle. Big, it's so. called an ankle bracelet. An ankle bracelet, right? This way, if the children have it, if they're ever abducted or misused, they could be located. Women who have been been abducted or misused can be located because they're in a country where ninety nine percent of these illegals do not speak any coherent form of English. So if you could, it's like a low jack for for illegals. My point being, you know what I'm saying? So. The thing is, we need this guy. Mayorkas is a is a dreamer. He's a complete dreamland. He doesn't understand because I'm telling you, just to make my other point, I'm a military guy, and I'm telling you right now, I could smell it a mile away, ten miles away, that you're going to have a whole group of these young young men, single young men of military age. The, the cartels are going to going to manipulate them and say, make trouble in the big cities. We want to we want to get the Biden communist Chinese agenda going. Okay, here's a place you go to. You pick up your rifles, your guns, and your grenades. What are you going to do when four or five thousand of these young men of military age who have no loyalty to this country start attacking big cities? What are the cops going to do? Nothing. What are the state police going to do? They can't do jack. We're going to have civil war. You bring no. You bring up you bring up actually a really terrifying scene. And also, it's frightening when you look at the numbers because, yeah, four or five thousand, that is a stunning amount of people suddenly. And yet that's a very small percentage when you think about 10 million that may have crossed in the last three years. And guess what, guys? Uh, I'm sad to tell you, we still have another year left, essentially. You know, I mean, 
Imagine how much more can happen. How many more can cross the border in the meantime? Uh, We have to be on guard. Rita Cosby is on. Cosby Show. We will be talking about the president of Harvard, who has zero sense of accountability, zero sense of self-reflection after everything that happened to her. She is claiming it's racism. She is claiming that it was a ploy, a plot by Capitol Hill and all those folks who are asking her those questions about the anti-Semitic protests that were taking place on her campus. It was all one big plot plan set up against her, and she did nothing wrong. And now we have Al Sharpton protesting outside Bill Ackman, who's the big hedge fund guy, who has been raising the alarm about Harvard and has had a big impact so far uh, because he called for all of their resignations. Remember, the three of them who testified before Congress. So we're going to talk about that in a moment. First off, by the way, we were talking earlier about everything that's been happening with the cost of migrants. We know so far New York City has spent over $3 billion with a B. That is a huge amount of money. And we were talking about the COVID funds that was being rerouted in Chicago by the mayor who is reallocating money that was supposed to be for COVID-19 relief funds to help cover. Now he says he's going to use it to cover the cost of housing migrants. You've got, now as it turns out, I wanted to find the price tab because I knew it was a lot of money. Uh, He is planning on relocating. It's close to $100 million. It's $95 million in COVID relief funds that apparently are left over that they didn't need during all the things that were, uh, it was supposed to be allocated for medical and all these other things, education. Uh, Somehow it didn't go to those places, but now... Uh, Close to $100 million is going to be, he is saying, he wanted to go toward housing migrants, the illegal migrants that are coming to Chicago. It's this never-ending flow. And that is not what COVID-19 relief money is supposed to be for. And a number of folks in Chicago are saying, no way, that is not correct. Uh, Let's go to Will, by the way, line five real quick. Will, your thoughts about all this? Go ahead, Will. Hey, Rita. So the Democrats want me to believe that this is about the immigrant. This is about compassion and that this is about a country that's built on immigration. That's what the story they want to sell me. So if that's the case, I'm just wondering what happened to those DACA kids, by the way? What happened to the white pantsuit that AOC was kneeling down in front of the border? Border's way bigger mess than it was then. What happened to AOC's white pantsuit and what happened to the DACA kids? They had the Senate. They had the House. They had the presidency. They could have made them all citizens, but they never did. It's like they disappeared. You know why? It's because they're pawns and we're suckers. And we sit here. It's like smoke and mirrors, like a dog and pony show. 
It's, they, they don't care about it. As a matter of fact, to be honest, both sides really don't care about it. Nobody wants to solve it. This is something I know a lot about. My wife is an immigrant uh, from South America. I speak Spanish. We own property down there. I understand both sides of this story. The process to become a citizen is embarrassing and humiliating and takes forever. Okay? By, and by the there way, Will, way Will to, I'm first-generation yeah. uh, first American. You may not realize both my parents, it took them six years uh, when and after they like came you over. Love, people like you love this country more than anyone. Yep. As a matter of fact, the reason they want to keep bringing in third world Latinos into this country from certain countries is because the ones that are here for a generation or two wind up voting Republican. So they're all upset about it. So they got to keep importing new ones because they realize once they get here, once they get papers, once they get citizenship and they start paying taxes and they realize that, wow, the Republicans are really the ones that are on the right track and how much they love this country, they wind up flipping their vote. And that's what's upsetting the Democrats. Yeah. And you hit it on the head. Because there's been a huge drop of even Hispanic support for President Biden. And, you know, in the past, uh, often a lot of times people would say, OK, uh, it would go towards a certain party or a different party. They're dropping because they're saying just what you're saying. They're saying, wait a minute, we worked hard. Uh, we love this country. We're dedicated. Uh, we care about this country. They appreciate, uh, you know, this country and the values that it represents. And they're saying, wait a minute, we don't like, A, these people who are crossing illegally. We don't like what the Biden administration is clearly doing, uh, what you're doing to our country. Uh, people like, I think you, you mentioned your wife, uh, people that clearly worked hard to get here, did it the right way, and really do appreciate who this country is and what we represent to the world. And they see what Biden's doing and they resent it. They don't like it. They feel it cheapens it and it's hurting the country that they work so hard to get to and appreciate and work hard every day for. And those are the, by the way, those are the kind of people like your wife that we want in this country. These are, And I'll tell you, well, my parents are no longer here, but my father and my mother, every day they were alive, they kissed the ground that they were Americans. They said they cried the night before they became Americans. They were so grateful to be in this country and so happy. They said it was one of the greatest days by far in their life. My father was free, as you know, and rescued by Americans. That was probably uh, on par uh, becoming an American citizen. Those are the two greatest days of his life. Meeting my mother, he was very happy with. They had a great marriage for many years. Uh, but those two days were probably by far the greatest days of his life because he was so grateful for this country and what it meant. And my mother, too. And and your wife, too. And, and that's why what Biden's doing is cheapening it and endangering us. And that is not a good thing. Uh, and you're right, Will. Uh, they had the opportunity. They didn't do it. Uh, so that's why they're doing it now. What a convenient it's politics. It's a political year. And that's why they're so happy to be now including everybody in and don't worry about what the repercussions are. And they're just hoping uh, that the dam doesn't break. Uh, the country doesn't fall completely apart uh, before uh, November, uh, you know, 2024. I guess in December it's okay if it happens. But in November, uh, we can't have it happen before then because it is Election Day. And if it falls apart after that, oh, well, so what? We we got elected. That's what I feel like their priorities are. And that is so sad for the country that we all love so much. Will, thank you very, very much. And everybody, we are also talking about Claudine Gay. This is the president of Harvard. 
And this is the former one because, remember, she resigned this week. She's still making $900,000 salary, uh, which is a nice amount. I would say that's a good chunk staying there, I think, as a uh, dean or in a senior faculty position. But she's no longer president. And one of the people who pushed her out and was really on top of everything, and I say a lot of kudos to this guy, Bill Ackman, Big hedge fund, a wealthy, very successful guy. And he said, this is not, you know, this is not what these schools are about. I'm going to pull funds. I'm going to tell people not to hire them on Wall Street. So Bill Ackman has been spearheading a lot of these efforts to get her, also the president of UPenn, removed. Both of them now have, quote, resigned. And Al Sharpton doesn't like it. He says it's all about race. So today he was outside of Bill Ackman's office with his typical bullhorn. Listen to this. No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. And then he said it's basically the civil rights fight of our time. Listen to this one. We were able to end affirmative action. This is a war on civil rights. They're using the terminating or the resignating, the resignation of Dr. Gates to take and at all of us, blacks, women, gays, Latinos, Asians, and we will not allow that to happen. She got pushed out uh, or resigned, whatever it is. Um, she says she resigned. So she resigned because of her abysmal testimony on Capitol Hill. She resigned because there were more than 50 allegations of plagiarism. And then in an op-ed today, she says that her testimony on Capitol Hill is really a case of where she fell into a planned trap uh, focused on racial stereotypes because she's the first African-American president of Harvard, not any sort of self-accountability. She did nothing wrong. It's society wronged her. This is stunning. And the fact that Harvard, the board there, has allowed her to spew this stupid rhetoric shows that Harvard hasn't even changed. All they did was just kind of move her to another position. And listen to this guy. Uh, this is a commentator, Norman Finkelstein. And he's on a show, the Katie Halper Show, And now he makes it sound like uh, Claudine Gay of Harvard is a martyr. Listen to this one. What happened to President Claudine Gay, it's the biggest assault on academic freedom in our history. It is unthinkable that a president of a university would be overthrown by big money. You know what Balzac famously said, the novelist, behind every great fortune is a crime. So this billionaire criminal class. If they can determine the president, they can determine every facet of university life. And I've talked to many student organizations, including at U of P and at Harvard, and I've said, your first demand when school resumes, McGill has to be restored. And that should be the first demand at Harvard. Claudine Gay has to be restored. If you don't restore her, you've set a ghastly precedent. You will be the alumni of a generation of students that allowed for the end of academic freedom. I don't even know what to say after that statement. It is so shocking. It's like 
there is clearly no uh, introspection by Harvard at this moment and no self-awareness by her and by these other folks who seem to think it's because she's African-American that she fell on the sword. I contend if she wasn't African-American, she probably wouldn't have stayed on for a few more weeks. The head of UPenn was pushed out. Remember, it was like within a day or two uh, had to resign. So, I mean, give me a break. This is a bunch of hogwash. And how sad is that? Just not for, you know, for the statement in and of itself, but it shows that Harvard and Claudine Gay supporters uh, haven't learned anything from what happened since she testified on Capitol Hill and hasn't apologized to any of the Jewish students even on campus. That is a shocker, everybody. It just shows they have no clue as to what is really going on here. And it sure doesn't seem like they care whatsoever uh, about changing the system. And that is a real sad testament. After the break, I'll take your calls. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And now let's go to our great Support Our Heroes segment. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment with a very powerful story coming from Nashville, Tennessee, where a veteran there was honored with the President's Volunteer Service Award. And in the heart of Nashville, there is a remarkable volunteer at the Tennessee Valley VA, the Veterans Administration there, whose dedication has earned him the prestigious President's Volunteer Service Award. His name is William Pinkerton. He is a Vietnam veteran with over 15 years of volunteer service. And people who know him say he embodies the spirit of selfless commitment to his fellow veterans. His journey into volunteering started in 2008, a few months after his retirement from the Air Force. And his motivation was deeply rooted in his veteran status and service to our nation. And he chose to contribute his time and skills at the business office. Over the years, veteran Pinkerton became an integral part of the team at the VA there in Nashville, saying, being a veteran, I felt a very deep desire to volunteer at the VA hospital. Stationed at the information desk, he directed veterans and their families by providing assistance with various business office functions and offered crucial information to those seeking guidance on a variety of questions often in emergency situations. By the way, the President's Volunteer Service Award, which is presented by AmeriCorps and Points of Light, was awarded to that veteran for outstanding service. He was nominated for the Lifetime Achievement Award for completing an impressive 4,319 hours of volunteer time. What a beautiful beautiful human being and what an incredible veteran who continues to give back in so many, many, many ways. And everybody after the break, we will continue with your calls talking about this and of course, so much more. You're listening to the Rita Cosby show. 
The Rita Cosby Show. Never missing an opportunity to cry racism. And that's what he says of the resignation of the president of Harvard. And today he was outside the hedge fund billionaire's office uh, saying, uh, why were you trying to push out this lovely woman who had only been accused of plagiarism 50 times and only bungled uh, that horrible testimony on Capitol Hill? But it's all about race, if you listen to Sharpton. And he had his usual chance outside the office. Listen to this. No justice, no peace. So am I missing something? Is there anything about race that has to do with her resignation? Uh, This, to me, is shocking, and it comes at the same time that her own op-ed, which we assume she didn't plagiarize, we assume she wrote it herself, uh, in that she claims that everything that happened on Capitol Hill was this big orchestrated plan plot, like she was entrapped uh, with trick questions. Uh, That wasn't a trick question, Claudine Gay. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Joaquin, line five. Uh, Joaquin, what do you make of Al Sharpton and his uh, usual uh, usual chance? You know something, Rita? I'm coming to the conclusion that I guess he must be also a trained Marxist to force a division in this country. Because, you know, the, the doctor that, that she plagiarized, I forget the woman's name. Carol I mean, Swain. She, Carol Swain. I mean, from everything I've heard from her, interviews with her, I mean, this is a truly accomplished woman who's who's written so much you know and she is she is and and also by the way like she would have been a great choice um somebody said i don't think it was you joaquin but the other day somebody said she should have been the one to replace carol swain that would have been sweet justice you know exactly and and, you know getting back to al sharpton it seems like every time i mean back in the days of tawana brawley you know race relationships at a certain time i've been a truck driver for 42 years and I spent a lot of time in New York City in the past. And there were times where race relationships were really not that bad. And then all of a sudden you had to watch out because guys like Al Sharpton came along and took situations and invented invented events. I mean, the Tawana Brawley situation. That was disgusting. Someone, I agree with you. Where someone wrote on her, eat me, E-T-E. I mean, come on. I mean, no, no detective or policeman you know, in New York of any race or whatever is going to know how to properly spell eat. Yeah, no, by the way, the whole thing with Tawana Brawley, that was so shameful what happened with Sharpton there. Um, and I'm wondering who is, who is, who's funding Sharpton? We were talking earlier today because uh, Sharpton typically kind of doesn't go out and protest unless somebody's kind of paying them to do it. So you got to wonder, uh, is there somebody backing Sharpton? Is there somebody uh, paying this and saying, go out there and, and do this? Or does he just see uh, a time for uh, more attention, uh, more cameras, uh, and, uh, you know, kind of doesn't want to escape the limelight? I'm not sure what objective it is, but you're right. Um, it's also very dangerous. And you think about what happened in the Tawana Brawley case years ago. Uh, that, you know, turned things into a tinderbox. I mean, and right now, 
you know, things are very sensitive in this country between race relations. You also look at all the stuff with Israel, Hamas and all that stuff. And, you know, as opposed to having moral clarity and saying on this one, uh, maybe she got uh, more than a pass. No, he has to say it's racism. And that's disgraceful. I agree with you, Joaquin. Really, really gross. And he has a history of doing it. You're right. Uh, Let's go to Teddy. Line two. Ted, your thoughts. Hey, Teddy, where are you? Yeah. Teddy, go ahead. You're on. Yes, I'm sorry, Rita. Rita, I've been sick for a while, and my sister's in a nursing home, so for the past couple of months, I've been out of order. Oh, my God. Well, I I hope you're better, Teddy, and and I'll pray for your sister, too. Yeah, I want to tell you, I agree. I've turned my whole perspective around since October 7th and seeing how the Democrats, especially leftists and the demonstrations at the colleges, they've turned me off completely. I agree with Alan Dershowitz. I agree with them uh, getting rid of Day. And now the MIT president has to go. Bravo. By the way, Teddy, bravo, bravo. We have a heartbreak. Teddy, call me back tomorrow night. And I'm also glad you're doing okay. And I'll be thinking of your sister, too.